0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Vitamin B Show. This episode is sponsored by the VIP Inner Circle Mastermind, and that is my mastermind that helps entrepreneurs, coaches, influencers, and thought leaders make a massive impact in the world. We go over everything from 21st century marketing hacks, business development, social media growth, how to start your own podcast, how to launch your own mastermind, how to become a powerful, and an effective public speaker, as well as most importantly, how to generate more sales in your business, because sales is the lifeblood of any business. And In order to create a massive amount of success in your life, in your business, you have to master sales and marketing to get those clients in the door. So we're going to help you do all of that. If you guys are interested in learning more about the VIP Inner Circle Mastermind, I'm offering anyone who listens to this podcast a special bonus, which is 50% off of our regular price. So only 99 US dollars a month. Cancel at any time, no contract, it is an absolutely amazing, irresistible offer. So if you guys are interested in more details, go to brittanymichaelchuk.ca and use promo code 80 off 800F. off And I'm so excited to see you in the VIP Inner Circle Mastermind and help you explode your brand and business online. With no further ado, let's introduce our next episode. Hey guys, thank you so much for coming back to The Vitamin B Show. Your continued support, your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions mean the absolute world to me. And today we have a very special guest for you that is going to drop some bombs that are going to change your business if you are open and willing to listen. Jeet Banerjee is a 26-year-old entrepreneur, a digital marketing consultant, and TEDx speaker. He has launched over 15 plus businesses and sold two companies that have generated over eight figures in online sales. You guys, that's eight figures. And he is an absolute rock star, total genius. I don't even want to know how high your IQ is because you are just so intelligent and so wise. And I'm so honored for you to be with us today. So, why don't you tell my audience a little bit more about who you are and what is going on in your world?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for the warm welcome and having me first and foremost. Um, but yeah, so currently I'm 26 years old, as you mentioned, I really got into entrepreneurship nine years ago when I was 17 years old. And uh, the way I really stumbled upon entrepreneurship was I took a bunch of ni- uh, minimum wage jobs. So anything you can imagine a high school kid getting just to earn some pocket money. And in a span of two years, I ended up getting fired or quitting from 12 different jobs, which was, you know, absolutely crazy. So quickly I figured out, okay, a job wasn't for me. And I was getting ready to apply to college. And I kind of went into this panic mode where I thought I was, you know, unemployable as they say. So I went on Google, started doing some research and I saw this video from Richard Branson where he was like, Oh, if you keep getting fired, you hate working for someone else, yada, yada, yada. That means you're an entrepreneur. And I didn't know what an entrepreneur was first time hearing that word. So I went on Google and I said, what's an entrepreneur? And I figured out what it was, and I've always been super impatient. So I said, okay, I'm an entrepreneur now. I'm going to start my first business. So two weeks later, I did some research, did some digging, and I was like, man, I really love using social media and you know surfing the internet, so I want to do something in that realm. So I created a digital media agency, and I started making websites, managing companies, social medias, before really evolving more into you know, digital marketing services and video production. I uh, had that company for two years until I was 19. We grew that to over 20 employees and wow. eventually I realized I was very good at digital marketing. I was making my clients a ton of money, which is a good thing, but I also felt like I was underachieving and I could do a lot more if I was to, you know, create my own products and brands yeah. so I ended up, uh, saying I wanted to move on to something bigger. And then I sold that company at 19. And from there I transitioned into software. And so at 19, we created a software company that helped high school students get into college. Uh, oh. really telling people what their chance of admission are, uh, you know, serving as a virtual counselor to help them get scholarships and basically be the best college applicant possible. And at this time, you know, I had sold my first company, but I was also very, very. And you uh, sold it for how much? Uh, six figures. Wow. That's amazing. At how old? Uh, 19.
0: Wow. That is amazing. Good for you. Hard work pays off.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And as you can imagine, being a 19 year old selling a company, I absolutely did all the wrong things with the money, as you can imagine, really reinvesting into myself, bought sports cars, you know, enjoyed fancy dinners, just, you know, lived life, which was fun, but a good learning experience down the road. So from there, I started my second company, but I was also really bootstrapping the second company because I was pretty much broke because I invested in a bunch of liabilities and mm. so I had to figure out, okay, how can we make this software blow up and get in front of all these high school kids without spending any money? Yeah, so using a lot of you know organic marketing methods, really grassroots guerrilla marketing methods to really get people to get bring one person onto the platform and having that one person share with their friends. And within three years, we were able to grow to five hundred thousand users on our platform wow. without ever spending a single dollar on paid marketing. So that was a really cool experience. So you're
0: going to tell us how you did it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I can tell you guys now, or if you want me to, you want me to finish the,
0: no finish. I'm, I'm excited to hear how you did it though.
1: Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I will definitely reveal everything behind the curtains for sure. So, uh, so yeah, so we grew to about 500,000 users. And from there we ended up getting, you know, a very generous offer from a financial aid company to acquire us. And it was kind of a, point in my life where I wanted to do something different also. So we ended up selling the company, my partner and I, um, back in back when I was 23. So three years ago now, and, um, from there, I really transitioned into really trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I think I've kind of, kind of one of those entrepreneurs with that ADD brain. So I started trying a bunch of different things. Uh, I was launching mobile app businesses, games. Um, eBooks, I was, you know, started my own blog. I was doing a lot of speaking one-on-one coaching, consulting. So I was really oh. just trying everything the next two years to figure out what I wanted to do, including even Amazon FBA. And finally, after doing that for about two years, I quickly figured out that I wanted to do two things. One was I was really intrigued by the physical product market and e-commerce. Yeah. And that's kind of something mm-hmm. I do now where I build e-commerce brands, uh, while you still utilizing drop shipping, but I kind of do it differently. Than most people do, where I'm not really just you know selling someone else's brand or someone else's product, but we're more we're kind of behind the innovation process, the design process, the packaging process, everything A to Z, while we still get somebody to fulfill and ship the items for us. And uh, the second thing I do is I've built uh, an online academy where I help others start their first online business and find oh. success online. And um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. And I've done a little bit of speaking and stuff as well, as you mentioned, to the TEDx talk when I was 21 on how to pursue your dreams. But other than that, that's a little bit about myself.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for that. So what are the skills that you think that businesses need to create success?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think it comes down to a couple different skills that it really takes. I think every business needs a visionary. I think someone that can not just look at the day to day, but look at the future. And I think that was one of the skills that I really brought to the table and I bring today is anytime I make a decision within my business, it's not about, is this going to benefit me tomorrow? It's, is this going to benefit me two years, five years, 10 years down the road? And when you start thinking about every decision you make in that manner, your decision making process changes because a lot of things that you say no to become a yes and vice versa. Yeah. And I think every business needs someone that can be that long term thinker to get everyone in the moment to kind of also look broader onto the wider level. Um, the second thing I think every business also needs is a seller or a marketer, because at the end of the yeah. day, no matter what you do, if you don't have someone that can bring home the bread, you're not going to be in business, you're not going to be in revenue. And then um, the third most important role I think is um I kind of categorize it almost like a project manager, almost like a mom of a business, mm-hmm. where it's someone that ties everything together. And I think that's actually the most important thing because you've got so many people running on different parallels. And I'm super disorganized. So this is a role that I definitely do not fulfill at all mm-hmm. and I brought in other people to do, but it's just, um, someone that ties everything together and just keeps morale up and keeps everyone on the same page. I think those are three, you know, must haves for any business, regardless of industry.
0: I love that. That's awesome. And so I know you talk about some essential areas of the business, like a three-step formula. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: yeah absolutely so i think to really have a successful business uh the three-step formula that i've always followed uh to build successful businesses is in step one uh i don't even look at what product i want to sell first i look at who do i want to sell to first mm. identify an audience and a demographic right and i go very in depth it's not just like how old they are and where they live it's way deeper than that like for example our college uh, application software I could tell you what our students would do or our users would do on a Friday night at nine o'clock. That's Mm. how we really tell you. So the first step you gotta figure out is who's my audience, what do they do, what do they like, what do they watch, what do they read, everything about them, like an entire customer profile. That's the first step of identifying like, who do I wanna sell to, right? Because a lot of businesses go, oh, I wanna sell XYZ product, but they don't really think about, okay, can this market afford to buy my products? Is this market even someone that cares about my products? Is this a market that I want to enter because there's a lot of loyalty in it? So I've always looked at it as like, okay, what are some brands that I want to, or what are some markets I want to sell to? And let me identify them first. So for example, um, one of the e-commerce brands I have now is like a men's watch and fashion accessory brand. And a lot of people ask me like, why did you deter Why did you want to go after that brand? And I was like, I always noticed that there was this, just even amongst my friends and other people I know, I always noticed that when it came to watches, men loved showing it off, talking about it. And on top of that, they were willing to spend any amount of money on it, whether they even liked the thing or not. And I was like, I could create a brand in that market and I'm successful at it. I'm going to do way better than, you know, let's say trying to create like the next 99 cents store, right? Like it's just, you know, from a number standpoint, it just makes more sense. So first step is always really identifying and digging in deep to know who your audience and demographics is. And I highly recommend people to really pick who they work with. And I think the same even goes for coaches and consultants. Cause I've, you know, kind of coached those types of individuals in the past and I'll ask them who's your ideal customer. And I tell them if you want to work with, and they'll always tell me like, Oh, someone that can afford my services or fees. And I always yeah. tell them, okay say that you want to work with six figure business or six figure X or six figure Y. And now you've just weeded out anyone that doesn't fit your demographic. And it's like super simple. Like even for like our Academy, what we do is we try to pitch um, people that are replacing nine to five income because someone that's got a nine to five job I know can afford my program. If yeah. I say, Oh, let me just only sell the college students. They can't afford it. I know that. So understanding demographics and markets is huge. And that's like the first step of my formula. Uh, the second part of my formula is identifying the product, the service, the software, the app, whatever it is that fits seamlessly with what they need. So for example, it just really comes down to, um, like everyone thinks like, Oh, if I make this product, these people are going to buy it, but it's not necessarily just a product that sells an individual to buy something. It's the entire curated experience from top to bottom. And that's really really successful with my brands and e-commerce is we control everything from the beginning to the end. It's not just the solution that we offer, it's the packaging, the design, uh. what happens the purchase, what happens before the purchase, like the entire experience, we've got like VIP clubs and they're part of a community. And these are things that are priceless, right? And these are things that nobody else is doing in the market. So we're able to really make a big impact. So part two of the formula is not just creating a product or a service or an app or something that you can just slosh together, it's really about, okay, what can I create that I know my customers really, really want, right? So if I'm selling to like, you know, 30 year old people that really care about, you know, their image and their ego and all that kind of stuff, I'm going to create a club or a VIP membership or things like that. that's going to hit on them. But if I'm selling to, you know, a 55 year old plus woman with knee pain, she doesn't really care to be in a community to talk about her like, you know, to share that she bought a brace for knee pain. For her, she might want to be in a community discussion board where she can talk to other suffering, um, you know, people in the world and figure out, hey, how are they solving their problems? And how can I solve my problems? So it's like different plugins that work based on your demographic. So figure out the demographic, then figure out the complete A to Z package of what you can offer them.
0: I love that you talked about creating a curated experience. So how exactly do you do that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of it is a lot of testing, like the amount of things that we test on a day to day basis is absolutely ridiculous. Like just to give you some insight, just on one of our ad accounts um, just like in terms of videos and photos that we've tested for our e-commerce brand, we've tested over 3000 different videos and photos in like the last six months alone. So a lot of people out there they test like maybe two or three videos and then they go, okay, I found a winner and that's it. But when you're really trying to create a full curated experience, you've got to test everything from A to Z. So we just mm-hmm. test every possibility and we talk to our customers. That's the key. Yeah. We literally, you know, whether if we can jump on a phone call with them, we'll tell them like, hey, we'll give you, you know, a $300 product. It doesn't matter. Let us pick your brain for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. The power of picking your customer's brains is so invaluable because they went through the entire curated experience once and they decided to purchase with you. So if you talk to them and you ask them, what are things you liked, didn't like and can improve, You can use all that feedback for further ways to test in the future. So it's really a revolving door for us. It's just talk to our customers, see what they say. Cool. Put it into consideration. Take it with a grain of salt, test it, and see if we're onto something. If we're not, talk to the next customer and so forth.
0: I love that. You talked about the power of picking your customers' brains, and I love that because One of the things, I mean, I have my mastermind that helps people um, grow their business online. And so uh, we have a bunch of members. And one of the things that, that we ask them three questions, three questions when they're involved with us. And we don't ask many questions. We're not calling them every day and asking them questions. It's what can we do to better your experience? What did you like about this experience? And would you mind sharing a testimonial if you've had a positive experience? And the reason why that's so important is because... How can you ever improve on anything? How can you ever improve on yourself or your business unless you're getting that, that critical feedback? And, and why not from people that have been through it? They're the only ones that are able to talk about their experience because they've been through it. But people don't do this. Why don't you think people ask for customer feedback? And why is it so important? And the reason why I ask that is because I hope that this is a massive takeaway for the listeners is after they get off this Zoom call to take action and imply and apply what they're learning because you can collect all the knowledge in the world. You can, you can be the smartest person in the world, but if you're not taking action, you'll never – be successful in the area that you want to be successful. So yes, listen to my podcast. Listen to what we have to say. Go and add um, Jit on social media, which by the way, go check him out. His Instagram is the T-H-E-J-E-E-T-B-A-N-E-R-J-E-E. Follow myself as well at Brittany Michaelchuck Chuck, which you all should be doing. B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-M-I-C-H-A-L-C-H-U-K. And please take a screenshot of this episode take us in that. I always repost everything. I've seen you've reposted some stuff as well. And uh, he's nodding his head. Yes. So you will, you got to repost on that and uh, maybe just share what you liked about the episode. But, um, yeah. So why is it that people will learn information, but they're not applying and why is it so important to actually get off this podcast and start calling people or messaging people and being like, Hey, do you have feedback about my product or service?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the one thing I've really realized over the years from just building businesses and interacting with other businesses is I always judge a business, not based on what they do for me before they have my money, but what they do for me after they have my money. And I think that's very mission critical for people to understand because people, consumers are very hesitant. Businesses are very hesitant to pay someone because they know it's all, you know, flowers and ponies before they take your money. But after you take your money is how you really judge how a business operates. And I think what it comes down to is laziness, right? Like people as business owners, everyone is just craving that sale. They end up acquiring that sale and then they kind of just get lazy and they're satisfied and they kind of just go into lull mode. And the biggest thing that I realized was um, what we try to emphasize to our customers. And it's kind of the simple process of over deliver and under promise is yes. customers the best possible experience even better once they've paid us our money because they've never seen that before. And when you do that to somebody, it throws them off and they develop this like love for your brand, whether it's your personal brand, your business, your coaching, whatever it is, because they're like, man, I've never met somebody that's done this before. Everyone always gets rainbows in the beginning. And then it's always a letdown. Like even the biggest companies in the world, like I see this with Amazon, I see this with everybody. And so the biggest thing that I got to tell people is that treat your customers even better once they're your customer and you guys will see that like exponential gain that you get down the road. And, um, why is it important to really just go out and uh, talk to your customers? Because at the end of the day, your customers make and break your business. And the biggest also understand is things change every day. So like a marketing campaign or an ad campaign I launched today may not work two months from now. And if I stay there and I'm just, you know, sipping a pina colada, just, you know, relaxing on the beach, not continuing to grow. I might not be making any more money two months from now because I didn't do the steps that, you know, you're supposed to do. While one campaign is working, is which is you know understanding your customers, understanding your audiences. Like business is very short term. If you want to survive long term, you've got to constantly adapt and innovate. So the way to adapt and innovate easily, where you have the competitive advantage, is you've got customers, you've got people that already love your brand. Just go talk to them, right? Versus someone that doesn't have customers, they are so far behind in the game that they don't have the customers to talk to. They have to figure out everything. So you've got a blessing. If you've got customers, take advantage of it. And I think you can do a lot with it.
0: I love that the power of picking your customer's brain and how to adapt and innovate to create a competitive advantage. That is so powerful. And so did you, um, did you want to tell us a little bit more about media buying? I know that you are an expert in Facebook ads and, and being able to, and explain what media buying is. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that for people that might not even know what media buying is?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I I think media buying in its most simplest form is basically paying, uh, paying to drive traffic to whether in website, an app, a software, whatever it is that you're offering is just buying, buying viewership to whatever it is that you're selling. I think that's the easiest way to put it.
0: So how does somebody get good at media buying?
1: Um, so the thing with media buying that's very interesting is that really the way to get very, very good at it is you just have to spend a lot of money, right? Like a lot of my lessons have come from spending a lot of money. Like just in the past 12 months, we've probably spent over $5 million in Facebook ads. So when you wow. spend a kind of volume of money on just one platform, you learn so much about that platform, what works, what doesn't work and things of that nature. But the biggest rule of thumb that I tell people when it comes to media buying is I'm not necessarily a great media buyer because there's no such thing as a great media buyer. I just click a button. I enter a budget and I upload an ad and I click publish. Anyone can okay. do it. Right? What I'm really good at though is getting the right people to see the right thing at the right time. If you do that, it doesn't matter what platform you use. I could put a billboard outside my house. I could put a million dollars into Facebook, whatever it is. Media buying is easy. It's coming up with the right product, the right advertisement and the right person all at the right time together. That's the challenging part. And I think that's where people should really focus their time and attention on because when it comes to media buying, it's actually not that complex if you have the right systems in place.
0: How do you create those systems? How do you get the right people to see the right things at the right time?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think it comes down to, um, really testing a lot of different angles. So a lot of people like to go very, very broad when it comes to like marketing and advertising. And, you know, I'll often ask like a business owner, Hey, who's your ideal customer? And they'll go, Oh, everyone above 20 years old. And I'm like, no, you've already lost the game because not everyone over 20 year old, 20 years old is the right buyer like to give you guys an example right now quarter four is coming around the corner right and Mm -hmm. so the biggest market of the entire year is christmas shopping so Mm -hmm. a lot of people right now that are looking for gifts and are going to be scrambling to get someone a gift now this is just one example of one angle that you could test if you can find a way to curate your product as the perfect gift of this holiday season so now you've got the perfect advertisement the perfect creative that goes with it the perfect ad copy and now you're showing it to people that love to get gifts for other people and love that holiday spirit. That's an yeah. example of the right person, the right time, with the right messaging. And oh, so, that's like cool. one example, exactly. And you can, you know, mix and test so many different angles. And literally, for us, it's just massive amounts of testing. And that's that's what we learn from. Yeah,
0: I love that. How do you create the perfect ad copy? I love copywriting. So this is, this is interesting to me. How do you, how do you create the perfect ad copy? So let's pretend you're a coach or you're an entrepreneur and you want to do Facebook or Instagram ads to sell your services. How would you create copy around that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think the first thing is you need a hook, right? Because when you run an advertisement, people at most will read the first sentence. And if that first sentence doesn't pique their interest, they will move on to the next thing because social media has the shortest time span of anything else in the world. Like people will pay more attention to a TV or something else than social media because social media, I scroll once, you're gone. I never have to see your post ever again, right? Literally with a scroll. So the first sentence, so the way, way i set up my copywriting essentially is a hook, a killer, killer hook. And I'll test all of these different layers that I'm talking about on multiple different sequences so I can figure out what's the best combination over time. So the first thing is a hook. You have to capture the person's attention in a unique yeah. way that nobody else is, right? So for example, um, like I'll give you a really good example of an ad that I saw today. So everyone out yeah. there's courses. Uh, I saw this guru out there whose first line was, do not buy my course. I was so compelled at that point, like he hooked me, I had to read the rest of that copy because he was doing something so different from everyone else where everyone else is saying, please come buy my copy or my course. Yeah. Or check Business, da 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 da. He did that for his first line. I was hooked. What
0: did the ad copy say? Why shouldn't you buy the course? Um, it's obviously something. Well, it's like, do not buy my course if you're not ready to take action. But what was it?
1: So it's actually interesting because that's what you would think it was. He actually was like, do not buy my course until you take uh um one of my free courses. And so it was an entire ad copy where he's like, money. If I if I asked you to pay for something without getting to know me first, so here's my course, right, for free. And if you like this course, we'll talk later. And he literally just gives it out for free. And so I was like, man, that's great. And that's like something that, you know, it's a value bomb because I've never seen anyone else doing this. And I'm about to implement this in my own course. Stop
0: it. I want to do it too. Yeah,
1: everybody can like, you know. Who jump
0: was on. it? Can you, yeah. can, you, can you put in the chat box and tell me low key who it was?
1: Uh, yeah. You know what? I'll tell you after the call cause I forget his name, but I have it saved. So I'll yeah, definitely. Cool.
0: I love that. That's such a good idea. So how else do you create compelling ad copy? I love that example. Cause it was a really good example to get the wheels turning for my audience. What else do you think?
1: Um, yeah. So just from a hook standpoint, I think that that's a really good idea. Um, a lot of people, when it comes to e-commerce, for example, they're just constantly trying to, like, oh, like their hook will be 75% off by now or free shipping today only. And it's like every consumer has seen that already, right? Like, why are you trying to do that? And like one of the examples um, that I like to look at a lot is this company called Purple Mattress. And if you've ever seen their advertisement, I think they went from like zero to a hundred million in year one, something like ridiculous. Wow. And if you look at their advertisements, it was always like, you would have like uh, Sasquatch, like dancing around outside, or you'd have like pets, you know, mingling with each other and they sell mattresses. It had nothing to do with their product. Pets but it
0: mingling was- with each other. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing.
1: Yeah. So I always look at it as like, if you know who your audience is, what is something that you can put in front of them that's just going to, you know, like capture their attention. And it's like, you know, if I'm targeting a new mom, for example, I could just start with something about babies and have an ad creative, like the first three seconds that just shows a super adorable baby, like maybe making a mess. Cause every mom can relate to that. And I haven't even sold anything yet within my first sentence and my like image or video. I haven't sold anything. I have just put a cute baby in front of them and I've drawn their attention. So the first three seconds of anything you do, whether it's your ad copy copywriting, your creative is the most crucial because that's how quickly you will lose someone three seconds.
0: Oh, I so agree with you. You're literally taking the words right out of my mouth. And I love how you broke it down into three crucial steps and three important things to add into your ad copy. Number one is the hook. You have the first three seconds to get them interested in what else you have to say. And the reason why that's so important is because we live in a society where everybody is so ADD. And so we are all over the place. We have so many different things that are vying for our attention. And so we have very little time to be able to be like, this is why I deserve your attention. Because you know what? Attention is currency, attention is currency. And when you can grab somebody's attention, they're essentially paying you money. They're giving you value, which is their attention. So treat it with respect. So make sure that you add some value when you're grabbing their attention number two, you said um, was to, to do something unique. So something that's like a cute baby or something that is able to um, stand out. And then number three is really mastering that video and photo um, to be able to do that. So I love that you, you broke it down. What else would you say are crucial components to creating effective ad copy?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So kind of like the structure that my team and I follow is we start with that killer hook. So that's like one thing we'll test. Then from the hook, we go to the solution. So like, you know, if I tell you, Hey, Brittany, I'm going to give you a mansion for free tomorrow. You're going to, your attention's there, right? Like you're like, okay, how do I get this? And now in the solution, I have to deliver on that hook. So if you read that solution and it's like, yeah, you know, you're going to have to deposit a million dollars. You're like, no, I'm not doing that. You're out of there. Right. But if yeah. so I write compelling enough ad copy, to convince you in the solution that what I'm saying in the hook is accurate, then you're going to continue to the next step. And the next step is what I like to call the offer, right? It's like, how can you create an offer that makes the person take action right now? Cause if I tell you, okay, here's the hook, here's the solution, but there's no time limit, no scarcity, nothing to make you act. Now you'll be like, cool. That was a cool story. I'll keep that in the back of my mind and I'll, you know, act on it when I feel necessary. But wow. Marketing, you need people to act now. If it's just as simple as getting an email address, get it now, find a way to get that email. Now it's not even like, I don't. And I'm, I want to clarify this. I don't necessarily go for the sale or ask for money. The first time I show someone an ad, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for one action from them and it's the, my desired action, not what they want to do, what I want them to do. So if it's like, I want you to watch this video, then that's my action. Or if it's, I want you to give me this email. That's what I want. Right. So you're always asking for one thing you can test, you know, what that one thing is to see what resonates best with your audience, but that's how I really break it down. And then the final step is call to action. Right. And that one's pretty basic is, you know, where do you want them to go? So that's how we really structure all of our stuff. And I've got like, you know, an internal team of copywriters and stuff too. And that's how I break it down to them to teach them how to create something that's going to work. And that's been the formula that's worked best for us.
0: I love that. Would you mind if I shared, um, it's, it's similar to yours, but it, it's called the 10-step formula to creating the perfect VSL?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So I think this is really valuable, Fionn. Number one, like you said, the title, something with like alliteration, steps, formulas, 10 ways to, three musts. To creating more financial freedom in your life, something like that, and possibly like a call out, like hey, insert um, like location, income, or pain points. Number two is authority, why you're the expert. So any respect, awards, numbers, articles, amount of money you've made, anything that's gonna have proven results. And this, you guys, you can put in any video sales letter, which is The video that people are going to buy from, you can do it in your ad copy. You can do it to get them in like a post if you want to do a video. Um, It can be anything. So you can use these these formulas for uh, a multitude of different ways to be able to increase your net profit and bottom line. Number three is talk about their pain points, show you understand them, really understand what gives them goosebumps, what keeps them up at night. Number four is the offer. Um, so example for, example, for example, this was a presentation I did. So I just put my own offer in there. I do one-on-one coaching or I have my mastermind um, that's $199. Then I talk about the offer, bi-weekly uh, or weekly calls and coaching. And blah. Then you have the solution. So why should they trust you? So an example is like your, your marketing strategy or, um, you, can, you can help them get their desired outcome. Number six is the benefits. Um, number seven is social proof testimonials, especially from influencers or credible people equals relatability and trust, which is priceless. Number eight is bonuses. Um, that's literally one of, the, one of the ways that I close for my mastermind is I'll offer a million bonuses. Number nine, I love that you mentioned urgency, scarcity, um having a a promo. I always offer a discount if they sign up within 24 hours. And the reason why this is so important is because if you go to the mall, how many of you guys, I actually want you to answer this question in your head or out loud, how many of you guys went to the mall and then were like, oh, I'll come back for this and then never came back for that pair of pants or that shoes. If people aren't gonna sign up for your product or service right away, you 95% of people do not come back. So if you can't capture that market, you're missing out on a massive, massive amount of people. And then the last one is your call to action. How are you going to get people to sign up? Are you going to have a million different offers and confuse them? Or are you going to make it really simple to get them to sign up? Um, and, and the thing that I love that you touched on is this is the formula for success. Me and you both know it. It's what we've used. It's what works. And it's if the listeners, if they choose to adopt this formula of success as well, then they can achieve a massive amount of success in their business too. But the thing that I like that you touched on is you said it takes practice. It takes effort. It takes testing different concepts because I believe one of the reasons why people fail in business and aren't successful is because they kind of have the formula or they don't have the formula at all, but they'll only try it once. They don't test it. They don't perfect it. How often do you – really focus on, on that growth in your business and how do you see the most growth within your products and services to be able to reach eight figures in your business, which you've been able to do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I definitely love everything that you said. Um, so in terms of really being able to reach that growth, uh, what we, what we do is I like to call it like, we have a sandbox, right? So we call this like, you know, like a sandbox, where we're constantly just testing everything that we possibly can. We've got like dedicated, I've got like dedicated employees that their job is only to test, right? That's all they do day and night. Like we're like mad scientists in a lab, just, you know, testing anything and everything possible. I love that. When we figure out, okay, one thing works, especially with media buying, the thing with media buying and like you kind of touched on this earlier, that was brilliant is, you know, um, attention is a currency, right? And even if you have the greatest attention getting, creative or ad or whatever it is, it will eventually lose attention because enough people will get sick of it. It's like when you see that TV commercial that you loved the first time, but it's played so many times now that you're like, Oh, not this again. Like, and you want to turn it off. That's what happens with media buying. Just, it happens a hundred times faster because on social media, there's so many things going on that people are quickly losing attention of something that once caught their attention and not only that, but things are innovating really at a Massive pace, right? Because it's not, you know, like on TV, who are you really competing with? Like the top 1,000 companies in the world. On social media, you're competing with one and a half billion people in the world. Someone yeah. in, you know, um, Australia could come up with the most compelling, you know, video or something, not even run ads to it, but that could be the new standard now, right? Yeah. And they didn't need a million dollars in their bank account to run a TV ad like State Farm or someone does. So, the biggest way that we've really been able to grow so fast. Cause you know, like some of my e-commerce brands, like one of my e-commerce brands is, you know, hitting eight figures. We've only been in business 12 months. Right. And wow. so a lot of people, is that your are,
0: course, your digital courses. I
1: uh, no. So it's like an e-commerce brand. So that's like, uh, like actually like a drop shipping with e-commerce.
0: Oh, do you have different pro- winning products, like different products or is it the same? Uh, one?
1: No. So it's like, it's under one. So it's, it's a watch brand. So it's all under one niche. Mm. You know, I wouldn't even say like we bounce from winning product to winning product. We've just created something really unique in the market that people haven't seen yet. And so it's just like different styles and different colors, but it's essentially at the core of the same product.
0: Do you have a website?
1: Uh, Yeah, I can share that website with you uh, afterwards. I don't really reveal any of my brands uh, publicly just because I get way too many imitators and copycats and stuff like that so
0: no that totally makes sense that sounds super cool though i'm i am i am excited to see it and so um i know that you also sell courses and i know a lot of my audience wants to build their own course how have you been able to create such an enormous you have like 1500 students or something in your courses how have you been able to create such an enormous amount of success in that avenue
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think the biggest thing that we nailed down that's allowed us to have that success with our course is the way that we've approached our marketing is we've done a little bit of asking for a very little bit every time. So we actually don't even ask for a sale till the fifth time someone has seen our advertisement. So if you've never seen our brand ever before, the first thing I say is like, Hey, this is me. Here's a cool story about me. How about you watch a two minute video from me? Okay, so they watch that two-minute video. So if they've committed to the first layer, I'm like, okay, this person watched a two-minute video, I will retarget them. And now I'll tell them Ooh. there's an hour-long video where it's a webinar where I'll teach you something cool that you don't know about. Okay. And so then I see how many, what percentage of them commit to that. Then a percentage of them commit to that, and I can see exactly how much of the webinar they watched, how deep they went into it. Then after they watch that webinar, I kind of so kind of like talking off those 10 things that you mentioned we kind of do that but we just break them up into small chunks and pieces so we don't overwhelm them. so then the third layer will be like hey let me just tell you like you know why you should listen to me why my voice matters right i've been on tedx here's some interviews here's you know grant cardone giving me a testimonial here's damon john giving me a testimonial just kind of show them a couple things of like authority cool and they go oh that's awesome you know like this is pretty cool then the fourth thing i go is hey do you if you've loved the value I've given so far How about you give me your email and phone number so I can send you, you know, daily text messages, daily emails, just sharing only valuable and inspiring stuff. Nothing else. They go, okay, cool. If they've gone through that entire four step process and they've done all four things, then I show them an advertisement telling them, Hey, here's something I have. It's a paid offer. It's 997. If you're interested, go sign up. And that's how we really layer and tear it out. And it's like we're building a relationship because at the end of the day, I don't know this person. They don't know me for me to ask them for a thousand dollars is the equivalent of me going out on the street and asking someone, Hey, can I borrow a thousand dollars and be like, no. Wow. So I'm building this relationship. You can ask your friend if you need a thousand dollars, you want to, you know, you need to borrow a thousand dollars, but you can't just ask a random person on the street. And so that's the way we approach marketing is we're putting a personal touch on it and that's what's worked really well. And after they hit that fifth time is when we really blast them from every angle. Cause now we've got their phone number, we've got their email, I've got, you know, sales closers in the back end that are calling, you know, nurturing relationships. And we don't even call them like salespeople. They're like personal concierges, right? So they're, they're, be of service to that individual. How can they add value to that individual? And if we we feel that if we add enough value on the front end, they will give us money in the back end and we will be able to monetize them. So that's kind of how we structure everything out.
0: Wow. I want the audience to go back and rewind the last five minutes of this episode because you just hit the nail on the head. You just hit the nail on the head so concretely. And I love that because it's so true. Like so many coaches are like, I want, I want I want to sell my course online. And they're like, okay, they're eager. And they're like, why isn't anyone buying my stuff? They, they don't have a big list and they're like, nobody's buying it from my current list, but I'm trying to reach out to new people and they're not buying. You just hit the nail on the head. Why? And it's because they don't know, like, and trust you yet. And so your job isn't to shove your sales page down their throat and be like, Buy my stuff. Your job is to give them value for free. And how I do this is I invite them into my mastermind. Their first call is free. I invite. I'm doing a free webinar. I literally before we jumped on this call, I created a webinar on how to launch, guys. BTW, I'm gonna put the link in the show notes. If you guys can sign up. ASAP. I'm doing a free webinar on how to launch your own podcast in 55 minutes or less and get it rated on Apple's in the top charts. And so on. So it's a free. It's a free webinar. I'm doing it live. I'm teaching one on one, and it's not going to be a recording where I'm going to pretend it's live. It's actually live. I'm going to be answering questions, and it's going to be free value. And then at the end, I'm going to be like, guys, if you want to join my mastermind, this is one of the things that we cover. This is one week. We we covered this. And it was such a popular hit. I opened it to the public, blah, blah, blah. And then invite them into it because you're right. And I loved the analogy used. It's like, as coaches, people want to go out into, you, you can't go out into the street and ask for a thousand dollars. People aren't going to do it. And so you need webinars, you need PDFs, you need videos, you need little things that are free. So what do you, get, what do you give to people to build that know, like trust factor?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we're actually doing, um, a lot of things that we've like, you know, so like I said, I test a lot of things. So the amount of like free content that I've probably given away testing is just absolutely nuts. Like that's probably like a thousand dollar course on its own. But, um, so we've tested uh, the whole free webinar angle. We do a lot of PDFs, we do books, we do guides. Uh, one of the things that we're doing right now is I'm making a mini course. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be a complete mini course that I give away for free as well. Uh, you know, kind of like an intro to the, the big thing, the big sell after. So we're literally giving away a lot of those things. We've tested like, you know, one-on-one phone calls, like 15 minute consultation with me on the phone. We've tested, man, I'm just trying to think. Uh, Those are probably all the things that we've kind of given away. And I mean, another value bomb that I can really add that a lot of people that are like in a similar space as me and you, where we're kind of like content creators, we're teaching people how to, you know, be successful is nobody wants to be vulnerable, right? No one wants to be a human. Like I'm not Superman and you're not Superwoman, right? But like we have a lot of wait, people- Wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 like, back up. What? I'm, I, 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 I thought I was Superwoman. What is no. going on here? I'm just kidding. No, I, I get what you're saying. Really.
1: Yeah, like we, everyone wants to be like the superhero on social media. And it's like people, people are kind of, um, they put up a wall when they see that, right? When you try to be yes. good at everything, you try to be perfect at everything. People put up a wall. And one of the yeah. most successful email campaigns we've had is where it's just me being vulnerable. Whether it's me sharing like an embarrassing story, uh, you know how the first time I went into a business meeting they thought I was the kid of the guy that uh, like a kid of someone working, <laughs> with me to pick me out, or if it's just like you know me sharing like my pain <gasps> point, like man the time that I almost gave up, and it's just like a super vulnerable, super personal story, or if it's telling people like hey like. I know you think my life is great, but you know, there are days where I'm on a big low. I don't know if I can make it as an entrepreneur. And this is after nine years of doing it. And this is like real stuff too. You know what I mean? It's not, I never, ever tell people to fake it, but it's like, if you can humanize yourself and you can make yourself vulnerable to your audience and you can, you know, let go of the idea of, I need to be a superhero 24 seven. And you can just be like, you know what? I'm going to be G or I'm going to be Brittany, whatever it is and you give them every angle of your life, that's what's great. And I always say this, like people love reality TV, not because these um, reality TV stars are fun to watch. It's because they are vulnerable. They're giving away emotion. The best episodes of the Kardashians are the ones where you see Kim crying. And it's like coming up next time on Kim, keeping up with the Kardashians Mm -hmm. This devastating thing happened to Kim and she's crying and everyone wants to watch it. Like, I'll be honest, like, I've even been guilty. Like, why is she crying? Like, I want to know, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. So, so that's like the biggest value add that I can add for people.
0: Oh, that is so perfect. And the reason why I love that is because I, it, people people don't buy from people that are perfect. People buy from people like themselves. And nobody is perfect in this world. And the other thing is is the let's hang out factor. Um, You know, eating pizza with robots. Like nobody wants to, people want to buy from people they want to be friends with. People want to buy from real people. You guys, this is so important. You have to show this human side of you because people will feel like they can connect with you. They'll feel like they can, that, that you understand them because again, nobody's perfect. And when you try and portray that you're perfect online, people are like, oh, she, she, or he doesn't understand me. But when you can connect to their struggle and you can connect to their pain points and you can connect to overcoming that through these solutions, which is your value add, which is your offer, your sale, that's when you can break through to your customers to be able to close that sale. And in, in coaching specifically, it's like you're a coach because you've gone through these challenges. I mean, you used to be poor and then you created financial success and now you're teaching people how to become successful. You got in shape. You got in really the like best shape of your life. And now you're teaching other people how to do it too. People buy from people that are the results that they want. And so I just, I love that you just really, really hit the nail on the head and that vulnerability component is so important. And, and I love how, how we both practice what we preach. Like that superwoman comment, like I don't portray myself as perfect online. I try not to, I even wrote a status today, which you guys got to go, um, check it out on social media, go and add both of us. Um, but it was just about how I, how, how, just pain that I've been through and um, just like w- what, it, what it was like being, being broken and, and having to overcome that to be able to find strength because that, that was the most important thing for me. And so I just love that. That's so important. So what else can people do to create more success in selling an online course or their coaching package online?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think kind of some of the things that we touched on, definitely the testing, uh, you know, really being themselves, humanizing themselves, creating like this personal touch to themselves. And I think the third thing is um, it really comes down to being very engaging in a way where people don't feel like they're DMing a celebrity when they try to message you, when they try to get in touch with you, whatever it is, where they feel like it's someone that, you know, that And yeah, I think you kind of touched on this too, is like, you can go to dinner with, you can go hang out with, you can go grab a drink with something along those lines. And if you can create that kind of environment, that's what's special. And like, one of the biggest things that I do in my course, um, is we don't just take anybody to be a student. Like if I feel like I bring in a student and he doesn't meet the culture or the environment that I'm trying to create, we'll give him his money back. And I'll be like, sorry, this is not a good fit. Maybe X, Y, Z people can help you, but I'm not the person for it. And yeah. the thing that I can tell people is don't just think about how can I bring in the most customers into my um, course or program? How can I create such a great environment? And this kind of goes back to what I mentioned earlier. It's not just about the pre-purchase experience, but the post-purchase experience where it's like, I've been able to create such a strong community where my students help other students without me ever having to ask them or ever compensate them. because. Wow. They- how giving and how willing I am to help them out and so they'll see someone else ask a question and they're like oh yeah I totally bothered Jeet about this question two months ago he answered me in five minutes I'm gonna jump in so Jeet doesn't have to answer this again and I'm gonna help this student on my own and I don't tell them to do this I don't ask them to do this this just happens naturally because we've created such a community, right? Where it's like, I'm, I'm very personable. Like we've got like a group chat with all my students. Like literally I opened it up to all 1500 students, probably got like six or 700 of them actually took action and joined this group chat. And people are constantly motivating, inspiring, talking to each other, all this kind of stuff. And if someone needs to reach me, they can just, you know, at me on the group chat and I'll be there to respond. Just like I would respond to, you know, my best friend sending me a text message. So it's like this post-purchase experience is so cool where it's like, I also tell these students, it's like, I know you paid for this. Some of you paid for this eight months ago, but that doesn't mean that, you know, you're not going to get any value from me in the future. I create weekly content where I'm like, you know what, for free, create this great post-purchase experience. I'm going to keep sharing things that I learn on a week to week basis. So you feel like you're part of the journey with me.
0: I love that a lot of
1: people like look at their entire course or program. And it's like, I started on day one and I got to day thousand and that's all you get, but it's like, what about day 1000 to day 2000 or day 2000 to day 5,000. And Mm -hmm. what I've been able to do is I plug them in and I tell them like, look, if I'm your mentor, I want to be your mentor for life. Yeah, I'm joining this program. Let's be on the same team forever. Like this isn't just a one off, you know, type of thing. This is like, I want you to feel the same thing that you feel the same pride someone feels like when they graduate college. And they're like, that's my school. I'm alumni. That's what I want to create in my course. So I really recommend people to think about the post purchase experience. Like what can you do to create such a great environment that they will give back to you on their own. And now it's like, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Go on. Oh, I was just going to say, and now it's like, I feel like if I was to ever offer anything as an upsell or something else down the road, these students are such like beloved, you know, they bought into the entire vision of what we do that it's easy to sell them now. You know what I mean? Like they, they know what they've gotten once. So now to upsell and like, that's one thing I'm very good at is upselling, especially in e-commerce. Like I get ridiculous lifetime customer values, like in the thousands of dollars from customers because of this post-purchase experience. Like I can take $50 from a customer by giving them a great pre-purchase experience. But if my post-purchase experience is even better, I could turn that 50 into a thousand without ever having to buy that customer with Media Buy ever again. Like they're in my funnel. I keep them for life. So that's the way I kind of think about things.
0: Wow. Like I hope that people rewind this and listen to it twice because that is so powerful. And it's like everything you said, I feel like this has probably been one of the most, not congruent, but um, a lot of synergies in the way that we both think. Because Literally, you've taken the words right out of my mouth for almost every single topic that we've talked about. And, and I say this, if, if you can add more value in exchange for what they're paying, you will be able to create a successful business. And if you can over-deliver on what you're offering, you—that's how you build a cult-like following. Like, if you look at our mastermind members, I just got a call. I'm so excited to have you on my mastermind coach call as well. And guys, if you guys want any one-on-one coaching from either of us, please message me about um, any of our services as well. And um, yeah, but the the thing that that I'm super pumped about to have you on for is I just had somebody else on and he just sent me a message this morning and he's like, wow, he got so many messages from the mastermind members afterwards being like, thank you for all the value that you dropped and just the community that we're, we're building in, in the mastermind is just absolutely mind blowing. And the reason why is everything that you just talked about, we provide so much value. We build communities, we build tribes, we engage back and forth. And when I say we, I mean me, Um, but like I engage with people and, and you're building that up. And I just, I love that you talk about that mindset because that's one of the reasons why I think a lot of people have fear in this coaching space for becoming a coach is because there's so many scam artists in this space. And I love that you say that because what you just said really shows how clean and and clear your intentions are and that's why you've been successful and that's why you'll be successful in future but the the point to hit home on is 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 having those good intentions because there's so many scam artists in this industry and so i don't know about you but i'll offer like a money back guarantee i'll i'll provide more value i'll do all these bonuses that that i didn't even pitch them that when they sign up for they're like oh i didn't even know i was getting this but that's literally how you build a call like and I know you got to run I have like a billion more questions around um, two. but um, I want to ask a couple quick ones um, how do you feel like you build a cult like following like you've been able to, to build people that that would go to bat for you um, how, how have you been able to build that
1: yeah absolutely I think it's if you hit on the right audience and by especially in like the field of coaching consulting things like that uh, if you build the right audience, typically what ends up happening is the people that want to learn from you or the people that believe in the same things that you do. They have like the same um, uh, moral ethic, morals and ethic standards and their own code of life. And you just got to lead by example because now if you lead by example and they see that, like, hey, in the outside of my program, it never says that, like, oh, like you can hit me up anytime, any hour and get an answer from me, right? But students know they can do that. And when they see that I respond, they're like, wow. So he showed me, he told me he was going to give me X. He over delivered to Y. So yeah. now I want to be like, Jeep and I want to get to the same heights he's done. I've got to lead. I've got to do the same type of thing. So they employ those same things. And like one of the things I love to say is like one of the biggest issues I've had with like the course and grew industry is like so many people out there teach other people to build shitty businesses that it never ends up helping the ecosystem. And for me, it's always been like, I want my entrepreneurs that I help to build really fucking awesome businesses yeah. that are really going to change the world and make an impact. And even though I get no, you know, currency out of it, or I don't get any monetary compensation out of it, I get the compensation of purpose and fulfillment that like yes. really helped plant a seed that will now grow and help plant 500 other seeds. And so that's the way I've really looked at it. And it's just leading by example, you know, like I want my students to see, What I do and another big thing I always tell my students is like look like I don't need to work every day. I work every day and I do this thing because I absolutely love it. Yeah, day off all year long. And that's it other than that I
0: know it's not work for us like like yeah. I, I feel you like we work to like two in the morning every single night sometimes seven days a week I'm trying to take weekends off it doesn't I still work on weekends but I'm trying to at least take weekends off but um yeah it's like this is not work for us because we we our heart is in the right places and and because this is what what we were called to do and um, I love that that you talk about that because I think that's so important for anyone in this business I mean, I think it kind of goes to say, because I mean, if you're in the coaching space, hopefully it's not to, to, you know, rip people off and make money, but it's like with, with those intentions, people will tell people can, can hear even from this interview, how much integrity you have. And, and, and it's real, you know, and, and that's, that's, that's the, that's the only way that you'll be successful in business long-term. You can be, see, this is what I think is, I think you can be successful in business in, in a short term doing the wrong things. But if you really wanna build a legacy for yourself, you you have to you have to have good intentions every single decision, every single time that you're faced with a business decision, it has to be looked at with a very, very high level of integrity. So so I love that. And I love that you're just super dedicated and committed to your to your purpose. So I know we gotta wrap soon because I know you gotta go, but on that note, um, I did want, to, okay, maybe can I just ask you a really, really quick question? Yeah, well,
1: shoot, you're good, yeah, go. Um,
0: wh- how do you retarget people and what platform do you
1: use? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so specifically more pertaining to like coaching, consulting and like digital. Yeah.
0: Cause you talked about how you did the, the different videos and then if they saw that, then you retargeted them. Um, how do you do that exactly? I think that's so important. It's a crucial component for success. And I'm wondering if you could kind of walk through step-by-step step how to, to implement that for people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I use really two platforms for that, that I found success and I've tested a bunch of different platforms and that's, you know, like the Facebook, Instagram, that's like one platform, I call it as a combo and uh, YouTube. Uh, those are really the two platforms that we're using for retargeting. And the way that we do our retargeting structure is so easy is like if on step one, they've watched the first video, that's like two minutes about me. Then I just retarget everyone that watched that first video to step two. And if they did that action on step two, I take them to step three and so forth. So that's how we do our retargeting. Cause it's like if someone didn't show any interest in step one, there's no point of targeting them in step two. Yeah. I put them in a different bucket and I'm like, okay, this angle doesn't work for them. I gotta think of something brand new to capture their attention. Mm. And then I get someone that goes step one, step two, step three, but at step four, they fall off. I don't necessarily give up on them. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll create a variation of step four and show them another alternative to step four. Maybe it's like, um, maybe let's say like my step four is like, oh, give me your email and your phone number. Maybe that's a little too intrusive. And so maybe at step four, I say, you know, um, okay. uh, And and what we do is we really play on their actions. So if they didn't give us their email and phone number, we'll do something like, hey, we know it's creepy when a stranger asks for a phone number and email too we're sorry if we crossed the line with you can we you know do x y and z or can we you know how can we win back your trust and love again maybe you know mm-hmm. if we give you the free ebook you'll think differently about us and then oh, we'll I do,
0: like them. you
1: know what i mean so it's like we're really real with them you know like we know why they didn't do what they did so if you hit home on that and you tell them like hey we get it like we're the same way like you know we wouldn't want to just give anyone our phone number too and you give them something else to divert them to a different way that's how we really build out all of our retargeting sequences. And that's what we do for e-commerce too. You know, like we are so targeted where it's like, Hey, you added this product to cart, but you didn't check out. Maybe, you know, you didn't think you're going to get your order. So let me show you like, you know, five testimonials and a minute long, wow. video of all of our customers unboxing their product. So it's like really understanding the objection at every step and overcoming that objection without them having to email you about it or message you about it or ask about it. That's the most powerful retargeting funnel.
0: I think I figured out why you're so successful in business. One of the biggest components.
1: <laughs> All right, let's hear it.
0: You understand psychology on such a deep level. Most people don't see humanity at the depth that you see it you you understand their pain points understand their actions and the thing that you do with good intentions is you know their next move before they even know it and so with that with that skill and and i the reason why i share this is because i hope that the listeners really see how crucial it is to master marketing psychology um And, and, and whatnot. I I feel like I, I, I love like social media psychology and you love like buying psychology. And, um, I mean, obviously we both like both of them, but, but you really understand it on, on a very, very deep level, which is, which is so important. Again, you're one step ahead of them, um, with good intentions. So you can, you can figure out how to get, because all we really want at the end of the day is, for people to buy our products and services so that we can impact the world in a big way so that we can genuinely help them because we know what we're selling can do that. And so that's why like it's important to work with good people with good intentions. Cause this, what we talked about today in the wrong hands can do a lot of destruction. Um, and so, and so hopefully the people listening to this, and I know they are cause my audience is absolutely yeah. amazing. They're the coolest people in the world. But it's like, this stuff will actually help you close more clients. And uh, I, while I do the podcast, I always think of like the title and I think a perfect um, title for this is is h- how to close more clients, um, how to how to get more clients. I'm going to jump off and kind of try and think of something because like you talked about um, the hook in, in even your ads, I mean, that's what the title of the podcast is, is you have to make sure that it draws people's attention or else they're not going to listen to it. So, so I totally love that. So um, yeah, is there anything else that you wanted to add? to um, how people can create successful retargeting campaigns and also what platform do you use um, do you just do it just directly on instagram or facebook and youtube or do you use like click funnels or what do you use exactly
1: yeah absolutely so uh just to yeah before i answer that question just even add on your point um psychology like you like read me really well right there because like for the last year i've been studying nothing but psychology mm-hmm. yeah, especially more on like consumer level now because i'm trying to you know really tap in and you know, try to build like a name or a household name brand uh in e-commerce. But yeah, you know that absolutely. Um and so in terms of um the retargeting funnel, so it really depends. So like ClickFunnels, for example, we use that for a lot of like easy retargeting things. So if it's like, hey, you know, step one was great, step two will give you a free ebook. I love using ClickFunnels for that. It takes me, you know, 30 minutes to make a page on ClickFunnels, upload a book, it looks good, and I can just tie it with my Facebook pixel. And drive traffic to it. So we do use a lot of click funnels, uh, for the course in the Academy. We use like our own, um, like we custom built our own software for that to really give like a very good experience. Cause back when I first started, there wasn't really many platforms uh, that existed, but now there's a ton of platforms. Um, the retargeting thing, another big thing that I would add is there's so much value in digging so deep into your data that people really forget. Like people just do it the most simple and lazy way, and that doesn't work for retargeting. So a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm just going to create a new campaign of all the people that visited my website in the last 30 days, but did not buy. And they'll just show them an ad. But every one of those individuals that visited that website falls in a different bucket. If someone came to that website and they left within the first five seconds, that means they have absolutely zero interest in what I'm offering. I try to understand why people leave and which um, time period, what is the reason for leaving? So first five seconds, they don't care. That's as simple as it is usually for like e-commerce, for example, if someone leaves between the first five to 30 seconds, the price. So now if I target somebody that left the website within five to 30 seconds with a retargeting ad of, Hey, today only I'll give you 25% off my conversion. Mm-hmm. Right. But now if wow. I show to someone that spent five minutes on my website, Price wasn't an issue and I just lost 25% off the sale because I could made yeah. 25% more. Maybe for that person that spent five minutes on the website, their objection could be something completely, you know, different, right? It could be like, can I really trust this website? Maybe they're like at that edge and they need like a push of authority. So, you know, yeah. you show testimonials or you show some, you know, industry leaders talking about you or your brand or whatever it is. And that pushes them over the top. Or maybe you show them like student testimonials. Or you t- show them like, Hey, I'll do a phone call with you to answer any questions. So with retargeting, what we really do is we break down so deep into the layers to yeah. make sure that the offering and the messaging they see is so like, what's the word for it? I guess so, so relevant, relevancy. yeah, relevancy and accuracy. It's relevant to them and what stage they're in. Because if I yeah. show someone that's having trust issues at 25% off, that's not going to fix the problem that Mm.
0: is they need to see testimonials and social proof and
1: absolutely so there's typically with any business there's always the same types of objections right can i money
0: time and trust trust, yeah
1: exactly all of these things always the same objections and it's just a matter of how can you use your resources to counter those objections the best way possible
0: oh that's so powerful how can you use your resources to counter their objections. Because you're right, most people don't buy because of objections. And if you can counter, this is this is like, I wish we had like soundtracks of like dropping bombs. <laughs> but if you can counter their objections with your resources you can, you can convert them into a sale and that, and that's so powerful. And that's how you, that's how you create an eight figure business. And I figured out the title of the podcast. You want to know what it is? Yeah, Hit me with it. How to build an eight figure business by mastering consumer psychology.
1: Oh, I love it. That's great. Yeah. I I was like, I I
0: like, I had it longer (laughs) and then I was like shortening it. and I was just like, Oh, so perfect no I love it I love it so much so thank you so much for your time I'm so excited to bring you into our mastermind because this is this is everything like people people come to us because they they want success in their life and Mm -hmm. and and you literally just spilled the beans on how to do it I mean um it, it 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 boils down to consumer psychology it boils down to to adding value it boils down to being an integrity it boils down to to your ads and And, um, and, and how you're, how you're marketing to them, how you're, how you're getting them to buy into what you have to sell. And, and I really, really appreciate you opening up about this because you and I both know this is the secret sauce, but unfortunately most people aren't willing to talk about it. Most people unfortunately aren't willing to give away their secret sauce and you've just laid it all out on the table for, for the listeners. So I hope, I hope that they go and watch this twice and I know that they'll get as much value as I did, which I got so much value from this, this, um, interview. So thank you so much. And, uh, yeah. How can people get in touch with you? How can people buy your courses? I want to learn more. How do I buy all your courses? Um, and send me the website please uh, right away in the chat box so that I can put the link in the, um, interview. So if you guys are interested in buying his courses or or getting more involved with him, um, how can people do that? What can people do to learn more, um, and be able to create more success in their business from, from learning from your mistakes and your success?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the best way to really reach me, um, the platform that I'm the most active on is Instagram. So they can reach me at the Jeep Energy or at the income incubator. That's the, uh, handle for the course and I'll, I'll send you all that on the chat after and then if someone's interested in buying the course and they just want to directly check it out the website for that one is the income incubator.com and yeah that's where people can learn more about that the courses the business and if anyone wants to get in touch with me engage with me any of that stuff I always love you know talking to everybody so just DM me hit me up on Instagram Yep.
0: Cool. I love that. Well, guys, take a screenshot, throw it on your story. We're going to repost it. Thank you so much for your time. Honored to have you here and I'm excited to keep in touch.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Likewise. Thank you so much. It was an honor to be on here as well.
0: Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed your daily dose of vitamin B. Now, if you are a real action taker who can benefit from high-performance coaching, I have something just for you. A customized, high-impact, result-based coaching program helping you hit your goals as quickly and effectively as possible. Now, here's the deal. This personalized coaching program is for top performers and spots are very limited. But if you're listening to this podcast, it means there still might be a few spots available. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to open up Instagram, find me at Brittany Michael Chuck, that's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-M-I-C-H-A-L-C-H-U-K. Send me a direct message with why you feel you would be a great candidate for my peak performance coaching program. Because together with you, I want to help eliminate negative thought patterns, establish a stronger foundation in critical areas of your life, maximize your strengths, and start achieving record-breaking results. Nothing brings me more joy than teaching you how to control your mind, optimize your performance, and get better results in every area of your life. As always, thank you for listening. Until next time, stay tuned for your daily dose of vitamin B.